Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Off The Cuff Podcast with your hosts, myself, T Mr. TM Cycles, Thomas Moore. We've got Josh Bridgman and we have uh, a bit of a fragile... Fragile Joe Brightman here in the corner. In, in a corset. <laughs> Post-op. Mm, turn him on a little bit, actually, I think. <laughs> it's nice, isn't it? Welcome to uh, our first episode of uh, one of the best fitness podcasts out there already. Number one, I'm sure. We are going to be taking this on a on a weekly podcast. I think we booked in per week, haven't we? Mm -hmm. So uh, we're excited to get a few guests on and see how how it progresses. We wanted to discuss a little bit about Josh's Josh's just say no problem. Yeah. But we wanted to, uh, to, to first do a little introduction. I feel like it's been a while since we did a, a last kind of BBC podcast together. Long I think, time. I think that was back in back in lockdown. I think mm. I think even 2019 maybe. It was <laughs> a long time ago. It was a long time ago. So obviously, uh, congratulations to Mr. JB for getting his pro card. Yeah, I think it feels like ages ago now. Um, thank you very much. I guess we've uh, not addressed it as a three. Mm -mm. Finally joined uh, Joe's elite ranks. Don't know. <laughs> a lot happened. A lot. A lot has happened actually since we last caught up publicly as a three. Yeah. We had a few. There's a few YouTubes together, but like you said, this it's not a chance for us. They were all training. It wasn't a chance for us to to catch up about what's been going on, probably what we're doing going forward. A lot's changed in, in Tom's life in terms of retiring from uh, yeah. competitive. I've done it all now. At the top, retired at the top. I've done it all now. I've got the, I've, yeah. I feel like a bit of a, the odd one out, not with the pro card, but I did what I needed to do this season. It was never about that for you? No, it was never about that. It was, it was never about that. It was about redemption for me and about kind of proving to myself that I can, can somewhat, I mean, I think condition, we can all agree, it's been a big area for me that I've struggled with in the past, but it's something that I've uh, got better at. But yeah, it was just a, a case of me getting out there and doing my thing and managed to get a third at PCA and win the FitX. So I'm, I'm pretty happy with that. Do you think you got a lot out of this season? I think I think like from, from my standpoint, you went dark mode at times. Yeah. Just head in the game. Uh, and I think when I go through pr pr processes like that, I learn a lot about that scenario. Yeah. And like you have to go dark mode on those times. I mean, what was it? Hours of cardio. Yeah, um, I, I mean, I said to you, I think because I started prepping lockdown, I didn't have that in, <coughs> that intensity and that level of push from you guys when we were training. It was waking up every morning, going to that seven R gym, and I the only bit of real kind of oomph was Gigi being there as a cameraman. Mm. But it was freezing, it was dark, and then, and then the, it made the switch when I thought I'm a bit behind here. And then obviously, Cal, you can kind of gauge from your coach when they think you're behind by sort of politely saying, "Do you fancy taking this drug?" Yeah. And I thought, oh, do you want to try this one? Yeah, I don't really want to touch. <laughs> is it DMP? Yeah, DMP. As soon as I heard Cal say that, I thought, oh, shit. Am I that far? <laughs> I need, yeah, I need to really up my game here. So it was a case of me kind of taking on board that and then and then just going dark. Um, it's good. I can't. I, I, I find solace in those in those kind of periods mm. of time. I, I think, it, and then I think it has a very beneficial impact on 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 you as an individual and I think this year for me has been very much about self-improvement and kind of pulling pulling certain areas from from prep into kind of business now and getting my head down has been fantastic so yeah it's been it's been incredible yeah and I guess like you've turned that page from from bodybuilding now and like you said you've taken so many things from that journey into mm. into the new venture yeah I'm really excited to make to, to to go into something and to start creating content again that I want to create yeah. I think me and you and even yourself sometimes <clears throat> can agree you get to that stage whereby you're like, I don't really want to do this particular topic or... I think I think there's a lot to be said for that, that, that continuum of bodybuilding. You know, it's like we've got the real extremes and that kind of sells, but it's, it's quite niche. 
we've all been, I think, very open about just experiencing life mm. and, and not like there's, there's period of times where obviously we go and really, really commit to a process like uh, prep or whatnot, but Josh is off on holiday in a few weeks. Like there's a there's a massive market for, for actually, like you said, optimal well-being. But also a bit again, bigger market as well. Yeah, a massive market mm. for it. And I think um, I think that needs like a champion in the industry really because mm. particularly for males, we're dominated by you know what I mean? That alpha, that intensity, that mm. which there does have to be to get to the top level of bodybuilding, but not everyone wants to step on the Olympia stage. No, of course. I, exactly. I feel like I maybe turn people off sometimes talking about like competing because for me, it has always been IFB pro card, Olympia, whatever. That's not the goal for everyone. A lot of people just yeah. like competing. Do you know what I mean? But that, I think yeah, of course, but then that was my issue this year. Well, I jumped, I, I barely jumped off stage from the PCA and I had Cuba having a go at me. I had, I had uh, the other fellow, what's his name? <coughs> Scott. Saying I was getting wrapped up and washed up in low-level shows, I was like, "Well, I won it and came third, so I don't know quite how I'm getting washed up." But it's like, and then and then when I had a conversation with Cuba back and forth, I was saying, "Not everyone wants to be." Hmm. My 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 individual goal was to to beat my body power physique, yeah. and I did that. Yeah. What's the problem? Yeah, I see. See, like from probably the other side of it, where I do want to be that, and I do want to be one of the best in the world. Like I can understand how it's like as a coach as well, and you get someone who's maybe a little bit more casual, and they go, oh, I wanna go out drinking every weekend. Sometimes I find that quite hard to relate to. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, it's gonna, you're gonna get to your goal, but it's gonna be even slower now. Mm -hmm. And for me, it doesn't compute as well. So I get where they're coming from. Yeah. But you said that from the start. Yeah. From day one, you've been bodybuilding, like this is a hobby, this isn't, I'm not trying to be Olympia stage, I'm not trying to be a pro. Like this is me just giving my all to something. Mm. That's massive, for like, that, that, that gen pop, that bigger mm. market, because, mm like you know there's a real small percentage of people whose goal it is to be the best in the world right a lot yeah, of people yeah. just want to be happier healthier eat what they want do what they want and not feel on a monday like oh, i really fucked it this mm. weekend you know uh, and actually i think if you're giving people that understanding that you ca you can do both like that's fine like you said josh we probably maybe struggle at times to to relate to people if if someone says to me that i want to compete but then they're out e each week drinking them I'm, I'm struggling a little bit but if, as long as they understand that there's times in the year where it has to be that and like you said there is a way to do it then I think that's I think that's beneficial to anyone and the final thing I'll say just on the the Cuba the, the Scott Swench thing is um, and I've learned a lot about this like if you're doing something that's not impacting or hurting anyone else like does it really fucking matter mm. <laughs> you know what I mean I know I don't I just put that on my story as I say the worst kind of person not the worst kind of person but you don't need to be someone who's annoyed at something that doesn't change the course of your life ha even have a little a little side dent into it. It's just uh, leave it in it. Yeah, hundred percent. No, that's good. And uh, like, I like how you're coming at you're coming at that flow with like a multi pronged approach. You've obviously got the coaching, which you're going to do. I'm assuming you're going to do it in like twelve week blocks. Yeah, uh, for me anyway, and just in, in business in general, I've always not struggled with, but this kind of this continual open door for online coaching. It, it didn't really fit with me. I'm I'm a project guy. I, I need we're going to be releasing something on this date. I'm a reverse engineer market from this period to this period, that works a lot better for me. So by, by and it also allows me to gather more hype. You know, if I, yeah. do, if I do two, if I, I probably do two like drops, two, two coaching drops a year. So I'll do maybe like a kind of Santa shred and then we'll do the Arbitha classic, which was fantastic last year. Obviously, Mr. Mr. Max is working with yourself now. And uh, it just gives me that, like I said, it gives me that time to kind of do my, do my little seven days out. And then it allows me, I work better, my OCD gets, you know, really flares up at times. So I work, I work so much better where everyone starts at the same time. Yep. Everyone ends on the same time. If those people want to continue, then we just carry them over. Or if they want 
coaching from that point. Send them to you, send them to you. It's perfect. So yeah, the coaching, the coaching, a couple of drops a year, and then now now we are kind of venturing into a lot more. You probably you probably seen it on my on my Instagram with, with food and things like that. Yeah, that's and, and, and uh, is there a cookbook coming? That, well, I think we're going to be doing a a, a poached. TM cycles or poached. Oh, nice, nice. We'll be doing a poached one, and it will ju- we'll just start off to kind of test test the water with like a breakfast. Yeah. So obviously, my, my friend L- Luco's uh, owns a, a couple of poached one in Dalligen in Beckenham. It, it's a phenomenal, and his particular style and branding. In like you've been to the, his shops, yeah, yeah. That's that, that fits yeah, perfectly. Well. Yeah, of course you went to the Beckham one, of course. So that that fits perfectly. So we'll see how we got and do like third. I think breakfast is quite a big. It's, it's something that a lot of people struggle with as well. I agree. So that's why I thought Definitely. let's let's try and do a, a, a kind of not just a cookbook. And I I pick I bought uh, Courtney D Black. You know Courtney D Black. I bought her book the other day. She I think she's absolutely nailed it. Like I take a real I take such inspiration from female kind of fitness influencers. Mm. A lot of what, a lot of what they say you think oh, you have to take it with a pinch of salt. But I think their marketing and their kind of ability to know that clean fresh look and and so we saw what happened with uh with kira london during lockdown yes we killed it oh my god i mean you start that was just some live shows wasn't that it? was just yeah so if you start calculating i think she charged 15 pound a month and she had like 30 started on thirty thousand. you think that's insane and so i looked at that i'm like how can i kind of be a male version of these females yeah. you know how can i attract and get on board guys that are like almost desperate like, like mate i'm really struggling with my diet I want to look good, but I also want to go out. So yeah, we're gonna. I think we're gonna start with a breakfast and see how we get on like thirty breakfast ideas. But also use the book as the chance, the kind of introduction to to help you work out your calories, to help you work out mm-hmm. meal timings and understand nutrients a little better. So yeah, definitely, definitely, we'll start with that. And then the bigger picture will be like a kind of Joe Wick style. Nice. Bigger, bigger cookbook. Yeah. I think yeah. again, that's something you do really well, Tom, in terms of like bringing again that like mainstream connection that someone even wouldn't even like put those two together mm-hmm. like you know, a breakfast <laughs> a, a, a breakfast restaurant and and mm-hmm. you know being shredded sort of thing that's like it's fantastic mm-hmm. and like you said breakfast everyone thinks dirty fry up mm-hmm. and actually there's so many options when it comes to like having a healthy yeah you know or low calorie high protein low fat sort of breakfast that, that mm-hmm. tastes good and sets you up for for a day so that's fantastic i think the female thing as well is unreal blokes are typically bad at mm like marketing or making things look nice i think we that's like the that's just male female isn't it the, the yeah. sort of creativity side of things and it's, yeah, it's, it's, it's hard it's hard though because you you also you kind of i'm almost entering i'm not rebranding the sense that tm cycles is still staying there you know he's not going anywhere but it's it's you you get do get a little bit nervous at times you're like i'm i'm changing a lot here and and a lot of my posts when i'm looking back and i'm doing my little camera thinking it looks a little bit feminine am i going am i almost going to mm. be turning guys away here but, it, but it's not that, and you know, and, and that's why I'm very hot on analytics and kind of looking at different posts. I mean, me and you said that in Crayford the other day. I think the whole industry is having a bit of a dip when it comes to views on yeah, YouTube at the moment. At the moment. Sure. So you've got <laughs> to take that into consideration. But it's, it's not daunting, but it's a little bit nerve wracking at times kind of going into that brand new, yeah. brand new environment. But that's why, the, that's why TM Cycles is staying and we have the Flow Instagram page, Flow by More Instagram page. Pr- just for recipes and workout ideas and you know it's the little it's the little details that i pick up on like the, the, the whole point of me like buying a ned membership was just to use their gym so i see that as an investment i think right if i'm i want all of my gym and footage to be in that one gym just so when they're scrolling through there's no like 
dark greys of Masterworks, so there's no reds of Crayford. Yeah, all consistent. Do you know what I mean? It <coughs> needs to be. It needs to be. That's why when when you first started working with Andy, I was like, I kept saying to you, your Instagram page is fucking brilliant, man. Yeah, it's just all consistent from there. It's fantastic. Yeah. Mm. I think that's really good. I think um, it's funny. I, one of the questions I noted down was I was saying like 2022 for you feels like a turning page. How are you feeling about it? Which I guess yeah. you've opened openly, but also like, do you still get nervous about a new product or service? Massively. Yeah. yeah I think especially after you've, however you define this, you've been like successful. You've done well at what you've done. Mm. I think rebranding when you have done things very well already, yeah. it's quite a daunting thing. Yeah. Rebranding when it's going shit. All right, cool. I understand. <laughs> like you need to reinvent your product, but yeah, you know. That's why I didn't really want to see it. I mean, I had a, I had a, I had a Nando's with Luke Johnson the other day, and he was like, "Are you? Are you I mean, his TM Cycles going?" I was like, "Definitely not." Mm, yeah. so it, it's it's almost flow by TM Cycles, of course. Because I think if that name goes, then then that is you know I'm, I'm entering kind of the murky, yeah. And then TM Cycles are never going to die yeah. unless someone fucking kills me. I don't think anyone's going to kill me. So, so have you have you found that process? I mean, I guess there's been a transition period where you've closed down the website or vaulted it. Sorry. Yeah. So I mean, um, I'm sitting on 220 videos of content over yeah. the last three or four years and you know love or hate Jamie Alderton sometimes I hate him sometimes I like him he, he nailed it the other day and said you're sitting on a gold mine if you know that don't get rid of that no he did say that to me personally I don't think he really, <laughs> li really likes you that much <laughs> he said he just, he you're just, on the call to him yeah yeah you're right Jamie but he he did a he did a, a post about you know people that have uh have got that much content are sitting on a gold mine yeah and I said and and I talk about fucking passive income Jesus yeah. Christ I sit there, I one little post, I say, it, it markets itself, it sells itself. I've got 220 videos talking about steroids, how to inject, our off-seasons together. And, you know, anyone wants to go and see six months' worth of hard work in the gym, you've got us. So that just that just sits there, that's not going anywhere. But then you've obviously got the new flow, flow site, which will be very educational, green screen slides, and it, it's picking apart... You know, this this is why I do surveys all the time and, and take on board fever. Even even little instances when I'm out on nights out, I, I always take on board what people say. You know, oh, you get it all the time, or what, how many calories? How do you work out your calories? Or you just for just things like that. I think um, that that question's coming up so much. I need to make content for that. Mm -hmm. So it just boom, it's there. It sells itself. What about you two moving forward? How's as the uh, one MR going? Yes, yeah, it's, it's it's going well. It's very. Feel very lucky at times, mm. for sure. Feel like I kind of fell into this somewhat of a niche with the the accessory game. Yeah. But I'm getting those teething issues. You know, as you're trying to grow the business, as you're trying to reinvest in, you get those teething issues. Whether it be supply chain, whether it be where you're getting your your actual products from, whether it be get having issues with your product, is a, is a lot to to carry on. So like, I actually employed someone now, like to oh. kind of take over customer service, which is the like my first. You know, first my first, yeah, first it big is, boy yeah, move. Cool, it is your first. Where I was like, uh, I can't handle this aspect of the business anymore. I need yeah. someone to take over in, in terms of customer service. So, yeah. like, it's all moving. It's just on a little bit of a halt at the moment with mm. with the supply chain, which has been a bit frustrating. Mm. But that's no, been really good, man. It's been really good. Where do you see? Where do you see that going? I, know, I always find those sort of like, what's your five year plan? <laughs> <a bit> cringy. <clears throat> where do you where do you see it going? Doesn't he have to put it put a uh, yeah a time frame on it? I, I think if you'd asked me last year. Or maybe six or seven months ago, I wouldn't have had a clue. Mm. And I think over that last six to twelve months, I've had more messages, more, more, you know, more interaction about the brand, and mm. it's becoming very much a, oh, you got those cuffs, nice one, bro. Like mm. little little nod of like you know what you're doing, mm. you know what you're talking about, which 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 kind of is quite nice to feel. Like so, I'd like to bring that band of 
of understanding across as many gyms across the world as I possibly can. But you can see your impact is on other brands. Because now, yeah, now, now everyone's doing it. 100%. You everyone's know? doing it. And, and it, not, not that I, I'm taking credit at all for member sites, but I remember me and you speaking about it. I remember releasing my member site about four years ago and bricking myself because mm. JP. Yeah. And I thought, oh, my, I can't. Yeah. That's one person. 100%. It's one, and, and now everyone's doing a member site. And I'll, I'll have I'll have a business I'll have a business call with someone, and and they'll say yeah I'm thinking of doing a business and I'll just be brutal and think what are you actually bringing to the table, like I have to I have to inject a bit of realism in in into the situation for you because I think people just see, five ninety nine a thousand members a six bag a month and I think what well, you ain't getting a thousand members yeah like believe it's me it's hard <laughs> it is hard graft like it took me, three or four years to get to three three and a half four thousand members. And, and and that's a conversion from my amount of followers. So I remember absolutely shitting myself and thinking, do you think JP's gonna message me and say, what are you doing? I do yeah, member sites. Of course. So at that point I was like, I need to do something really, really niche. But now you can see the impact you're having because all of this kind of solo single brands are like, yeah. I'm releasing my own cuffs. Yeah, starting to pick it up. And they're dog shit compared to yours. <laughs> I know, that's, that's a why, shame. That's why I'll happily put it out there. I'll say these are the best cuffs in the world. Yeah, I mean, I'm honestly, until I get proven otherwise, like I'll stand by that as well. Yeah. And I generally try and stand by that of all my products. And if you prove me wrong, then cool, I'll, I'll happily take yeah, it. Yeah, cool. And it's it's like the long, long rope. These little things, I just think that's perfect. <laughs> when are they coming out? So they're part of the ones that are stuck in the supply chain. Okay. They should have been here. Um, any, any, literally any week. I'm hoping they're going to get released yeah, from customs, good. and we got loads and loads of them. But yeah, this is just like little stuff that. We've done for years, like before we, I coined, I don't even want to say I coined it, like other people coined it, I just used it and just mm. thought, why has no one else done this? Mm. And it kind of seemed pretty obvious mm. at the time. Um, so I did a few little things, improved those little things and wildfire. Yeah. The, cuffs, the cuffs were a huge gap in the market. I remember almost when I saw you do it, I was like, fuck. <laughs> I, um, I, 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 I remember shopping when I first joined Cal. He sent me a shopping list. I think we literally had the same thought, but you obviously joined him a lot before me. And he sent me, he sent me them aero slings that were like, yeah, twenty five quid for one. Really? Yeah, twenty five quid for one. I'm not fucking getting them. So I went. So on how much they were? Twenty five quid for one. For one. So you're paying fifty quid for, for two, and it's a bit of. Like, I spent 175 quid on coaching. I haven't got another 50. I was at John Lewis at the point. And I was like, do you know what would be a good idea? Some cuffs. <laughs> and then Josh did it, and I was like, fuck. <laughs> we should start investing into one MR, I reckon. Yeah, I'll take some investment. I'm, I'm like, I'm. I've got some money sitting there. I'll happily invest yeah, yeah. into one MR. That'd be a very good idea. I'll take some marketing directive. Mate, all the one MR <laughs> things are, are, are on my coaching sheets, uh, all the equipment list. No, I appreciate it. And there's a, you know what? There's a lot of people who are kind of supporting it in that way, who are coaches. Mm. You know, like I get people sent to me all the time, or oh, so-and-so has sent me to your cuff. So I'm yeah. like, I'm, it's quite a proud moment because yeah. like I did put a lot of effort into it. They seem pretty simple, but like they took me a good like six to eight months to perfect. Mm. And there's a and couple money. of cuffs. There's a thicker one. Yeah. So we, we've developed as we've gone. We had the regular ones, which kind of fit like 95% of people. And you've got people like Joe. <laughs> yeah. I'm, try I'm trying to get there. Yeah. But they're a little bit tight. And I was watching you use them the other day, actually. And I can see, like, this may cause a little bit of instability into, into the rings. So we've got extended ones for people with bigger arms. But we've also had the issue with, uh, obviously, like girls or females or, or people who are a little bit smaller, yeah. small, shorter, thinner, lighter. Um, having, a having a little bit of a slip on the wrist when we use the bigger ones. So we made the thin ones to kind of counteract them as well. So we have three styles. You can just pick. You know, and we kind of hit. They are honestly so good, and I'm I'm un, I'm not surprised that there becomes a point. I think when a product is is so good, whether someone follows you or not, likes you or not, 
like even if I didn't even if I didn't like you or if someone didn't like you, they're still the best cuffs for my clients to use. Like mm -hmm. when I set when I did that that training program, which like my sort of first foray into that, I was like, Josh, can you do you want to give me a link or some kind of you know, and I'll track how many people are buying them because I'm gonna give them to all my clients because mm -hmm. I've got I've, these cuff <coughs> movements are now the, the best or in my opinion some of the best hypertrophy movements we can do, mm. and I'm gonna get them to use your cuff. So when you do something that is so, you know, undoubtedly, and and not unarguably the best inarguably the best uh product like people are going to stand up and notice it and obviously they have based on the numbers that you've you've done which i remember when you first shared i think you told you you said you'd sold five thousand pairs and i was like fucking hell. <laughs> i used to work at john lewis mate we didn't used to sell out a hundred like t-shirts and stuff it's it's unbelievable numbers it's yeah. incredible um i'm just gonna i just want to rewind a bit because i feel like i don't know if we, if we don't do it this episode we won't do it on any but i want to talk about the last year which for you uh, competing in terms of like competing has been i mean was the day you won your pro card the best day of your life 100 percent. so let's let's just like <laughs> let's just rewind a bit because i was like I don't, I don't know if we will let's yeah, just talk yeah. us through talk us through that Ooh. prep like the maybe the, the start point that there was there any minutes where you moments where you really sort of broke down is there any times where you thought it's not going to happen was there a moment when you think it is going to happen yeah let's let's just understand that a little bit yeah yeah i think this prep was um it, it was probably mentally quite hard this year. I think I put, there was a lot of pressure, just like people, you know what it's like on social media. You're gonna win your pro card, bro. There's no way you're not gonna win. Just, but every day, 20, 30 times, and obviously as you get leaner and leaner, it gets progressively worse. So there was a lot of pressure, which I'm quite good at ignoring, but I had a lot of pressure on myself. Like my realistic bad. expectations are, if I'm not getting this pro card today, I'm not made for this sport. Like, or, not, or if I'm not getting it this year. If I'm not, honestly, if I'm not getting it within three or four shows, I was like, Pfft. I ain't good enough. I need to be that standout. And that's kind of the pressure that I put on myself. So it was definitely uh, extremely focused, extremely focused this year. Like my head was on, I wasn't gonna let anything slip. And uh, like, I didn't miss a beat at any point. Um, I think when I knew that it was on for real, like, cause you obviously, you kind of have your realistic expectations, but you never truly know until you're there. Like it's hard to believe that you're that good. It's, for me, it was hard to believe that I was that good to win what yeah. I won. So, you know, the time that I believed it was when I kind of went up to the MK show and I, and I kind of looked at the footage and I looked back and I thought, mm. I am actually a class above here. Like, there was something to this physique that's making me think that I can really do this. Yeah. And the head judge was just like, I don't know whether you can be beat on an amateur stage. Like, that's what he said. And I was like, whether he's gassing me up or not, I, like, I don't care to hear that from a head judge. I was like, mm. wow, I'm really going to be in for this. And then obviously I went to Portugal. That was the first one. I uh, genuinely believe I should have won that. That was a whisker, right? You were in yeah. the overall. Yeah, I was in the overall. Like, as soon as, like, put me in the middle of my class, didn't move me, I was like, oh, shit, it's on. Like, I am actually that good now. This is crazy. I've dreamt, dreamt about this for years. Being at Arnold Classics, the Arnold Classic that we met, I remember being there and getting, like, seventh or eighth and looking at those top guys and thinking that is, like, almost unreachable. And now I'm doing it, so which is crazy. Um, definitely should have beaten that guy, in my opinion. Still going to say that, don't mind, yeah, even though I lost. Uh, and then I knew, I knew it was on. I knew it was on because any other day in any other country, that's me, you know. So yeah, and that's I can, it's that's, funny. I can go on. That's what I just loved about because I, I, I think I finished my last show was. I mean, we, we was in like, was were you still competing when we was in Marbella? Was he still going at it? No, he's done. I think I was just done. He's done and dusted. But that was that. I mean, that to to kind of uh, pull inspiration from just your. I think I remember watching your story. I can't remember what show it was, but you were just like, nope, didn't get it on the plane now. Airbnb tomorrow. I just thought, fuck me. Do you know how many people? Be. Do you know how many people crumble? Had to be. It had to be. And you know what? Like, I came off stage, and I would have loved to have won it there because my mum was there for one. Yeah. My girlfriend Cal was there, which was like yeah. really special, and obviously Andy. 
and we had the whole like camera and everything. Mm. And I came off stage and like, my mum knows how to be around me. My girlfriend doesn't know too much. Like when I'm lost, like I second overall pretty good. Mm -hmm. I'm like, no, I'm, this is done. Get in the car, no one said nothing, probably like 20 minutes. And I just kind of went, right? We're going to Alicante then. Yeah. And like, that was it. I had to like have my 20 minutes of, of hurt, of pain. Yeah, of course. Have a little tear and be like, all right. I'm and who was that? Alicante? One. Just Amy. Yeah. So we, we flew straight from Portugal, spent seven days in Alicante and then flew back on that Monday. But if I didn't get it on that Sunday, I was ready to fly to Russia the week after and oh, had somewhere else the week after. But it's, it, I just, I'm sat here just grinning, listening to it. Cause I, know, I know we've spoken about it before, but like, I don't want other people to understand like, that's just so relatable for me to listen to. Like, and I, I remember from from the pressure that you put onto yourself. Like, I remember I was having this conversation. I must have had it three, four times before we prepped and even started. Like, and I remember saying to you, bro, like, I know how much pressure you're going to be under. Like, if you need <laughs> anyone just to like vent to, just drop me a message because the, the 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 pressure you put on yourself. Yeah. Forget the pressure everyone yeah. else puts on you. The pressure you put on yourself to be like, like this is my dream, and uh, and if I don't achieve it now, I'm I'm not going to be good enough. Like, that's a horrible realization. Yeah, it's hard. Um, I relate to that and then even like the journey mate like the you know the, the I bet it was I know what you mean exactly when you say it was after that first show even even though the standard was a different like you know you're, you're cut above everyone when you see yourself in that, when you wake up and you almost don't believe it's you yeah and you're like I'm I'm a pro physique now yeah because I, I I told you I think this probably didn't help but I remember telling you like eight weeks out I was like <laughs> I remember at the start of prep thinking like he's like he's probably gonna do it eight weeks out I was like yeah it's like it's job done really at that point um and then when you start competing and obviously i was watching for afar which was a bit shit for me like very selfishly but i really wanted us to be together for that prep and it just didn't work out yeah. that way and yeah um but i just remember seeing i was like he looks crazy and then portugal i was like i thought he's done it and then it's funny the way it works isn't it? it's like it when yeah, the perfect time for it to all to happen it didn't happen but i think that um that like first class win or that first class win on a big stage and in the overall yeah I think that was the moment when I truly, truly, like before I thought it and then at that point I truly believed it. I was yeah. like, I'm in an overall, but I've been moved into the middle. Like it's, it's a matter of timing for me now. Yeah. So um, that you, is really cool. Do you think you both performed a little bit better once that stress was alleviated in the sense that I remember, so you got your pro card completely on your Todd. <laughs> yeah. And you got your pro card with just Amy. Because mm. I remember watching your, I was running around Bromley Glades trying to connect to the Wi-Fi going, fuck, he's about to, he's yeah. on. And then I sat down outside Holland Barrett and watched you take your pro card. It was very emotional. Must have looked a bit, bit, bit weird, but from like a, a pressure standpoint, do you think that kind of alleviation of... I just remember at that, I think at that point for me and probably Josh the same, it was like, it, it was just about getting a job done mm. when it got to that point. It was like, yeah. I, I remember having that conversation, like I'm gonna, because I, I never planned to go to that Denmark show, but after I, I got that first the class win and I was in an overall and I was like, right, it's gonna happen. And I was just, at that point, I don't know, some, something alleviated from me, I think. Mm. Yeah. I um. I don't think I felt any pressure or nervousness going to Denmark at that point. Obviously, that you can see that, like I broke down. You were like looking to the skies, and like you can see it all pour out. But yeah. um, I don't know if the pressure was off. I think it's just when you start truly believing in yourself, mm -hmm. it's actually another level. The That's doubt the is gone. That's the thing. As soon as I had that, like I'm in the center with this dude, and I look back at the footage, and I'm I can see what looks good, and I can see what doesn't, and I know that I look good. You know, and I was like, that's the first time in my whole, in, honestly, in my whole career, I went, mm. I can I can do this. I can honestly get to the top. I can do it. And uh, so that kind of gave me a lot of confidence into those kind of like final six days. But because it was an Arnold Classic, actually, for me, I felt the pressure quite a lot mm. because it was like, actually, there is like 60 people here. Mm. There is a lot of people here and they all look unreal. Mm. 
But obviously, when you're backstage, you don't know what it looks like until you stand next to them. Yeah, cool. um, I got to be every single one of these. Well, I should got to come in the top three in the overall. So I definitely felt that pressure, but I was better in Portugal visually because it was a little bit earlier in the day. Mm-hmm. But um, well, I'm glad it happened the way it did because that was a very sweet victory, mm. regardless. Yeah, and just because the reason why I ask is because obviously that that change in how how you dealt with pressure this year with, with your showings, Jar. And about how, because I'm, you know, I said to you before we started, it was it's crazy for obviously your close mates to see you physically change in the space of twelve hours. Yeah. Mm-hmm. In the sense that the, the pictures that you posted like a night before, I used to think, oh my god. Yeah, I and know. Then, I remember it's it's very bittersweet. That was like that whole experience we had. I think I've, I've probably spoken about it mm. a few times. We've probably not spoken about it. I don't know if it's like particular probing questions, but as for like an experience for me, like as you as you've said bit more positively like mm. uh, just taught me so much about mm. about bodybuilding and about about prepping and about that experience of what I need to enjoy it what I need to and therefore what I need to uh, uh, what I need to enjoy it and what I and then what that therefore impacts my performance because you'll you'll know anyone with, I've never been one to I don't edit pictures I don't filter them I don't mm. do nothing and I was watching it happen and thinking what is going yeah. on yeah. here like Remember the first time? I think I've still got that picture from when I'd gone to the third show in Miami when that was undoubtedly my worst showing. But the pictures from three days before, after I'd done three days of 50 grams of carbs and a half an hour stepper every day, mm-hmm. I should have been flat as fuck and I looked incredible. Yeah. And then, uh, yeah, show day came and I looked absolutely shite. And I couldn't work out. I, I, and it, it, now I can look, look look back and I can only say it must have been the stress. But was you was you feeling any of that? Because I really want to get in, I like getting into people's fucking minds and that. So on that on that day of the shine, it, it, you you talk, talk talk about waking up and that sort of positivity and positivity and that excitement not being there to previous shows. Do you think that had that much of an impact whereby it would Im, impact condition or, or? I think I mean I, it's the only thing that I can put it down yeah. to. It yeah. really is like I think by the third show I really was not enjoying any of the process. No. The second show. I don't know, that was kind of a dip, like Milwaukee. I remember, because obviously I came off, it's annoying because I look back and that it all seems like a failure, but actually, you know, roll back to New York and like top 10, that's all that's I ever worked. set out to do. Yeah. Was, that was crazy. It was unbelievable. And um, and that I think almost put me on a, a bit of a high. I was like, oh, maybe Milwaukee, smaller show, first time it's yeah. ever been done, not, not as well. many people know about it. I might get top five here. And instead it was like, I don't know, third call house. And I think that just knocked me for six. I think after that, I was like, it's not my day today. Mm-hmm. Um, it was tough, man. It was, it was tough watching you being out there. You know, a lot. I, so I, many people you, said you, that. You know, I remember. I remember a couple of times. I think you know, I can't even fucking give him like give him a hug or do you know what I mean? Just yeah. be there, grab a bit of food with him, even though you can't eat. Just being in, being in in the presence of someone who's going through a bit of a fucking shit time. Mm-hmm. Can't do any of that. You're on the other side of the world. It's it's wild. So yeah, you know, it must have been the isolation must be mental. To do, deal do, with. Yeah, I was gonna say. Do you think? Being on your own was the biggest impact, or do you, was there other factors at play? It was definitely a very big impact, um, which I, at the time I didn't realize. I, what I, my expectations of the the prep where it's going to be, I was going to be living the dream, you know, flying over to America, yeah. hopping from 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 state to state like this is crazy. And then obviously Louis came with me initially. Phoebe was out there as well, so there's a few familiar faces that I saw, and just the general buzz of like the New York Pro was was incredible. And then obviously Louis had to go home. And I knew that, you know, I always knew that was happening. Like, it was just the way it was going to be. Um, and I was always, uh, mentally, I was prepared for that. But I don't think, I don't think I really was. Mm. I think to, to go through that, like, groundhog day every day, yeah. you don't even, I remember going to, when I went, when I got to Milwaukee, I'd gone from, like, this sunny Tampa to this, like, 
shitty, windy, cold Milwaukee place, but I'd gone to this gym and I remember like the happiest part of my day was when I got to the gym and I'd gone two times in a row and I had a little chat with a receptionist. Mm. Do you know what I mean? Just like a bit yeah. of contact yeah, with someone. Yeah, yeah. Like it was, it was, it was great. And yeah, it just, it just very quickly dwindled for me. Um, it's an accumulation of prep as well. It's not just, yeah, yeah of I mean, course. Yeah, if, yeah. if we're so isolated on prep, I found, I found it hard. Obviously went through a lot of shit at the beginning of the year and, and you almost, that's very, almost self-inflicted, but it's a build up, isn't it? Yeah, I think it, yeah, I think it all yeah, it all kind of came to a head. And my biggest mistake for that prep was was like taking a day off after New York. Mm. Felt I had something <laughs> to celebrate instead. Yeah. Like, that. what was that weight gain? Do you know, it's probably not my not my best ever, but I think I, I <laughs> got on like yeah, I've done I've done better <laughs> I love than that. that. But I think I did. I think it was like I was like six kilos up after it because Cal gave me a whole day off and yes, but I can't do that. I don't blame him. Brutal. For that. Um, I don't blame him for that because like. I, w I felt like celebrating. He thought, you know, we've got two weeks until the next one, it'll be fine. But mm. after that, I really had to get into the gutters. And once you get a taste for like Oof. normal life, it's game over. I can tell, man. Yeah. I remember seeing you in my bar and I was thinking, fuck it, how this geezer? Yeah. The better Jerry King. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah we, we went to how go and see an England game and the simple task of us going out through, we had a couple of pints and some, he was like, can you get some nuts? I was like, all right, get some crisps. And then we went to this burger place. It was like Span Spain's best burger in 2020. I mean, that must have had about 2,000 calories in. <laughs> Three tubs of Ben and Jerry's cookies. Oh, I, I remember the battle. He's an empty. He's, uh, that's me I've never seen anything. I was filling. I was filling a hole of sadness. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it was quite. It was. It was. Uh, so, what's the plans moving forward in terms of? I mean, there's a lot of talk about you going to to classic now. Is that a case of you kind of achieving a certain physique or size and then going? Well, we see 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 how we get on. I think there's a few, as I said, like a, a lessons from last year. I think. The first thing you can say is like all three of us have always had a, like a affinity towards classic. Like I don't yeah. doubt at some yeah. point you may go there unless like physique you realise you can get to stop in physique. But like it's 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 gorgeous. It's beautiful. It's like true bodybuilding in, yeah. in my eyes. I think if I spend all these years uh, bodybuilding and then never actually get my legs out, I never pose and never mm, pick a routine. Like it's great. I I, I loved it. I like that. Is the it's the one thing that I just felt completely free out there when you're posed. As soon as you, as soon as you nail a song and find a song, and you think, and you start, you know, doing all the choreography in your head. I think everyone needs to experience it at least once. Yeah, there's That's so much. There are so many reasons. For it. I think the reason the kind of nail in the head was like I think once it was a real realization for me being out in America and seeing the caliber of these American guys. Mm. I mean, there was there was a few things. It was like one, size wise, I was matching them, but not getting anywhere near them in in terms of placings. Sure. And then, you know, there's much smaller people than me placing much better than me. I think there's a big emphasis on like the ab column, which yeah. I've put a lot more time into now developing, but like I can get away with that in classic a bit because vacuuming is definitely yep. like a strength yep. of mine. So there's, there's there's a few reasons. I think I realized that actually I was, when I come back and think about a game plan for physique, I don't think, I don't think there's much more I can do to be the best in the world at men's physique. Like I look at Brandon Hendrickson, I'm, like, I'm not gonna beat this guy. Yeah. It's actually, on, Andre is actually one of the people that makes me think that's not for me. Mm. We got, he's, I'm never gonna be on that level, I don't think, mm. but put me in a, like a, a front double or a back double and I think like, I'm, I'm, I'm back. Yeah, because so, some of yeah. your shots are scary. Do you know what yeah. I mean? They're just. And so I think, I think you see your classic really nicely. Mm. I think um, fill in a few of those gaps which have been probably developed from men's physique anyway. Mm. Hamstrings, glutes, things like that. Yeah, yeah. No, there's, there's like, I'm, absolutely under no illusions of the amount of work that needs to be done but i'm i'm, I'm excited for it i feel like yeah. very hungry for it good um which is because i guess probably coming off the back of that prep 
that hunger was probably fucking only for food, right? Not for like oh, yeah. getting better. Yeah, Whereas I mean, like I, obviously I came off like a, a you know get my program. I'm like I'm ready for the next league, yeah. right? So you know, yeah, I think I needed a new challenge, um, and there's yeah, there's so many, so many reasons. Like even just the excitement of competing and like music's massive for me. So to be able to like I, like, yeah. I put so much effort into like picking the right song, and I want it to be someone mm. that, a song that maybe no one's really heard. I want it to evoke emotion. Mm. I want, there's so much about it that I'm excited for. So that, I needed that back. Uh, but you're seeing kind of classic drip fed a little bit into kind of open bodybuilding now but especially like the way they, they hold themselves and the little kind of slants and mm. especially their posing like was it the Arnold's this year with uh Diasha and Samson yeah Samson, I mean yeah. like Unbelievable. The, the the difference between those two is brilliant Samson's like I mean I, I was cr I was crying yeah I, I was actually I in tears not like blubbering but I was like fuck this is powerful and then Diasha just comes on what was it, a bit of bugs bit, bit of drill like, didn't he brilliant this is absolutely incredible but yeah your, your passion for music I think you'd suit but I, I, I think like there's a I think I think people are now going hyper classic I think, yes. I, think it's, I think it's almost we need to be very Don't careful with classic bodybuilding because I think we're, we're about to butcher it it is too much. Mm, mm, it's like right, but you need you can't just do that for two minutes. Yeah. There needs to be that's fine, but there needs to be a build up it's and still, drop. Still bodybuilding. Still yeah, get them poses. don't just not, fucking butcher it. It's not dance. Yeah, it, it precisely. It's not dancing. It's it, it's posing, you know, with an element of performance. Like, but we're not dancing. Nah, and then I mean? and then people obviously they react because it's like the first time a lot of audience members have seen it in the the lower level shows. People are now getting so gassed up like you are the best poser. <laughs> And you think you go and go and watch Ruff's yeah, performance? Yeah, They're nowhere near on their level. I think the I think the one thing I will say is like, I think we can probably all sit here and agree that Chris Bumstead is by far not the best no, person. No, 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 no. He doesn't go over. You know, he doesn't go over. I don't think he even makes a routine. No, he I doesn't. Think he literally I, just. I, and he said that didn't he? He said I, I just rocks up. I, I put a tune on, and in my head I've got what pose I need to do. And yeah. There's no flow to it. No, exactly. So nothing. Don't, don't discount physique and condition for posing and then call yourself a fantastic classic. No, but then it all goes to their head because they jump off stage and they change their fucking Instagram name to whatever and I think, oh my, come on now. Yeah. <laughs> it's no, just, exactly. That's just the way the fitness industry is going. I think a lot of it is going to people's heads at the moment. Absolutely. Josh, I think in terms of like, we've kind of spoken a bit about Tom's Tom's next year and I've spoken a bit about my eyes. I wanted to ask you a couple of questions in terms of next year business but also like competing. The first one was like, what are you most excited for when it comes to your pro debut season and what content are you going to bring to it? Cause your content has gone up like a whole mm. few echelons like over mm. the last year. Um, will there be like, will you, will you want to, will you want to take Andy wherever you go? Like what's, what's the levels there? And like I said, yeah, what are you most excited for in terms of that pro debut season? I think, um, seeing where I stand with the big boys, honestly, like really just like, is it going to be that I get walked all over? Am I going to be able to hold my own? Am I going to be able to stand next to some people? Like, for example, you were the next to fucking, what's his name? E-Banks. Yeah. Like, literally second in the world, and you were next to him in a, in, a, in, a, in a call. I want that. I need that, right? I need to go and see myself next to number one, two, three, four, five, six, top ten in the world, and be able to start that visualization process again. I'm under no illusions that it's going to be extremely hard to even qualify, let alone get a top 10, 15 in the Olympia. So I need to be able to visualize that, you know, by standing next to them. So... That's that's the thing. I think, I, I, like you, I think for me it sounds like a a dream, flying around the world, yeah. competing. So I'm ready to live that. And in terms of content, I, I'm going to take Andy wherever I can. Uh, yeah, we'll take him everywhere. Literally, just need to book him before Luke does. Yeah, I've already given him a few months. 
I've already given a I'll few. I'll be months. there as well. I don't compete now. I've done it all. So I'll be there screaming. <laughs> and I'll come to your show. Where was it in Luton, was it? Birmingham. Was it Birmingham? No, there was when I was screaming I was. Even the Ryan like, Terry Ryan Terry and was like, is this kid all right? It's like an amateur show. He's going to be excited. I was like, no, nah, fucking go on, Josh. <laughs> good, but I'm looking, that's what I'm looking forward to coming. I mean, if you can get to Olympia, that'd be, I mean, that's amazing. It'd be unreal. It's it'd be unreal. Vegas. Yeah, that's Absolutely crazy. Incredible. How's the, uh, how, how are you getting on in terms of your, what's the what's the plan this year for for time frames in terms of you healing up and, and getting back on? So at the moment, I mean, a little bit of discomfort, but I'm doing all right. So, what was the surgery? For we've, had, we've had gynecomastia surgery. Does that mean you've taken steroids? You've taken too much. <laughs> oh steroids. Yeah, Cal, Cal pushed it too hard. Not enough AI is going bitch tits me. <laughs> um, no, I think it's I think something you've had for a few years, right? Hmm? Something that you've had for a few years. So I, I got asked this yesterday. I distinctly remember, like my pro card prep, there was no sign of, or well, no noticeable sign of gyno. Mm. But I look back to like years before, like actually Natty checking photos, and I think there was something there, like pubertal anyway so um, i think from there i've said this kind of openly it can be managed for mm -hmm. sure for so long but actually if you're going to keep taking anabolics um you know we talk about like a safer use model and not using ais the way the way i kind of sit here and understand it is we're using this sort of titration model at the moment let's say you're on 200 meg and it's fine and then you go 250 and then you go 300 because it was fine mm. you probably are gonna let's say you, you notice some sensitivity and a bit of something for 7 14 days so you put an ai in but actually like this stuff takes time mm -hmm. so then you take the ai out and put master or, or primo into to modulate that that ratio but you've just spent 7 or 14 days or 21 days growing a little bit of tissue being yeah. exposed to it and i think the time you know you do that again mm -hmm. and again yeah, it's just yeah. more binding there's more binding and eventually it's going to come to a point if you're one of the unlucky ones if you like that um you're gonna have to get it cut out so you don't have to ever have to worry about it again so yeah i had the I had the procedure um i've kind of covered it on youtube so i'll go through it in more detail there but it was it was okay it wasn't pleasant i think i've had a <laughs> quite adult approach to it in terms of like this is not going to be very nice mm. it has to get done let's crack on with it um recovery is i, I believe about four to five weeks hopefully sped up a little bit by peptides and and growth um and then yeah, hopefully we'll be back to it. But we've made the most of this last eight weeks. Yeah. I'll make the most of the next six months. That so. mini bulk yeah. picture was insane. Turbo bulk. That was like <laughs> ridiculous. I, I didn't mean, you just thought because we obviously we speak all the time, so you're kind of unaware, aren't you? Yeah. And then you then you see it. I mean, I know we went for you just moved into your new place, so we went for a Nando's. And just the looks that you get when we're out is <laughs> mental. I can't People I'm, just double take. Yeah, it's insane. And I feel get, big. Oh now. my god. Yeah. Oh my God, look at him. Yeah, but yeah, that's that's the plan. I think, what is it now? Start of November. I'd like to think by mid-December, I'll be sort of training back at full pelt. And obviously, like mm. you said, we've been back in, in London now, hoping to get more sessions in with, with, with you guys. I think I'll do 90% of my sessions at Crayford. So I'm excited for that. I think we're going to hopefully get the, the other half of the off season that perhaps we missed, you know, and the, and the prep that we missed last year, which is Yeah, that was a shame. Exciting. That was a shame. I think we all had high expectations of, of how that, w you know, we w we all wanted that to plan out mm. and, it, and it didn't quite. But yeah, I think now we're in a good position. I can, I'm in, a, I'm in a nice position where I can literally just tag along with any of you to, mm. like Josh was doing chess the other day. I was like, yeah, I'll jump in with you and do chess. What's your, what's your training setup now? What have you, have you got, is there a plan? Is yeah, there I mean, it, I mean I've, I've, my, I'm, I'm trying to get back to kind of peak off season numbers in terms of strength whilst, you know, my test is, my test has always been on relatively on the lower side. So I'm, I've got my, my blood's back from mini treatments was like 15 nanomolar. Even when we blast it, it never really goes. Do you know what I mean? Because I always get, oh, you king of like, fake gear, innit? Yeah, like you look like that for taking that gun. I go, well, I'm actually only like two nanomolar out of like physiologicals. So it's not really, 
Do you know what I mean? So then they sort of go, oh, oh, and then you, they're all their wires cross. But I've, yeah, lo, like mid to low test levels at the moment. And I feel good. a lot. When I put that picture up, they were like, oh, you not feel like dog shit? I'm like, I feel the healthiest I've ever been. Yeah. I'm running, I'm doing, I'm spot boxing, I'm doing, I feel unbelievable. Yeah. But in terms of mid, I'm just following like a very bro-ish chest and triceps, some back in there, like a posterior session, arms, and then, uh, and then some legs. And then just, I'm just very, just very much enjoying like you, you spoke about that one on an Instagram post a while back about how much of a, a, a big impact actually enjoyment in training has on progression. Mm. You know what I mean? So I'm getting back back up to those off season kind of peak off season numbers in terms of like cyber incline pressing. I'm like fucking hell. Yeah. Um, so. You know, and it doesn't feel like I'm dieting either. I said that to you the other day. I do not feel like I'm. I've dropped four keen. I just don't know where it's gone. Mm. You know what I mean? I do twenty. I do protein in calories. So two twenty, two twenty protein. Hit, hit that every day, and the rest I make up through high fat. Low carb, low carb, high fat. Or, fancy on the yeah, day. and it's just, it does not feel like I'm dying. Like today, I've woken up, gone down my steps, taken the dog out, had a, you know, bacon egg sandwich and my fruit and that. And what's the time now? Getting up to like three, four o'clock. I think, oh, I've got nearly 2,000, just under 2,000 calories left to eat. This is mental. Mm. So, yeah, it's a nice position to be in, not living on kind of either end of extreme. And at the moment, you don't have to actually worry about optimality. So, no. so you, you don't need to, so actually like, Maybe there's some movements that aren't optimal, if you like. Mm. But if you enjoy them, mm. you, you, you've got free reign to put them in your program because you're, at the moment it's about enjoyment. You still, yeah. you know, what I mean, it all works, right? So yeah, yeah. You don't have to take that consideration. If there's any movements you just fucking hate, then you don't. Have to yeah, do no. Them. And there's also an element, a nice element of just like I just want to be a fucking animal, man. I want to be, I want to. I, I, I envisage coming off, you know, soon, depending on whatever's whatever's going on in my own life at the moment. But yeah, just being completely natty and then just just trying to. Just yeah, just be a fucking natural ripped out animal. <laughs> like we went to when we went to Gymshark, Johnny, his physique is a little box. I just think I love that, mate. Mm. Just fast whip. <laughs> I love that. That that and it's nice because I feel like I got a lot of questions after. I think it was when we went to the expo. I got a lot of questions of when we when we was all together from people saying, "Oh, do you not feel like how, how are you coping now? You, you're not as big as those two. I'm like, well, I never was as big or like um, I was, I've always been the smaller one of the, do you know what I mean? Like little baby brother almost. But like now <coughs> uh, it's not affected me in any way. Like I feel almost like that. I almost feel like that geezer in the gym that looks at you two and go, I used to like that. <laughs> like, I quite get off on the thing like that. It's quite a nice feeling. But yeah, that was quite a big question that I was exposed. Like, do you not feel like the old, I'm like, no, because um, my goals have changed. Do you know what I mean? I think, yeah. I think a lot of us in the industry are so fixated on the correlation to big means power. Like being big means that you that your your business is flowing and whatnot. It's like it's not like that. Everyone's got individual different goals and yeah, I feel good. I feel nice to be in this position. Good. I think it's good. I think I think actually taking that uh, people can take a lot away from that as well. Like, do you know what I mean? Size doesn't mean a whole lot. Mm -mm. You know what I mean? It's, and in in uh, again going back to what you said around or, or where you're trying to market in the normal world, mm. who actually wants to be walking around at 125 kilos unless yeah. you're trying to be a really good bodybuilder? Yeah. yeah. It's not and nice. I, and it's, it's interesting not. you to hear you say you're doing the opposite of what a lot of people like. You hate it. Like you wear oversized t-shirts. Like, <laughs> yeah, the same like, as me. Do you know how yeah. my like my mates look at you and think, "Oh my god!" They always are. They go, oh, "He's." Me. I think we all went out once. <laughs> we went with, like little double date to Beckham. Remember, we went to for some went to misos and we my mates were having a, a pint in the pub and they were like, "Oh my god, it's him." Like, they think he's this god god like guy when you're shredded and like you're doing the opposite and you're trying to cover up it's just it's, it's mad to kind of yeah. hear, hear i've that. never been one for the um 
tight t-shirt. The tight, the, sh- the extra schmediums. Mm. Shout out the extra schmedium gang. It's a double XL. Feels like a schmedium. Yeah. It's made bigger clothes. Feels, mate. That's what I mean. But yeah, you you, know, you you rocked up here in a in a in a oversized hoodie. You know what I mean? I'm I'm just never. It's not. It's not been my style before, and it's it's not going to be it. No, not, I think it's quite nice. To, it's, it's, it's a nice bit of balance, actually. It's quite endearing to, to see that. Because if I looked like you, I'd be wearing vests everywhere, <laughs> everywhere, and short shorts. I'd be wearing like it's, so, it's honestly so uncomfortable. Like going to a, been to like a beach, yeah. like, like a pool, and you're just like, oh, I feel a bit like that's mental. I feel gawped at. I feel just like I need to like cover up. I feel I need to go shower. But then you look at Bumstead when he went to Mexico. Yeah, that's just, true. That's what, true. That's though. just too. That's I'd love to get him on here and ask what, how he. Yeah, yeah. Because he doesn't wear. He didn't walk around in tight clothes. He's oversized essential cities, and yeah, he, you know yeah. What I mean, I think. I, I I like it. I think I think it's like you said. There's a there's like a modesty to it, mm. and I and I love that. I think humble and modest is something you always want to come across as. So mm. do my best. But it makes you look bigger as well. I've always found that if you you actually look bigger in an, a, a t-shirt that's a bit bigger than you actually are, because especially if you've got your forearms up. Like, do you know what I mean? It's just funny when it's just funny that the when I go out and I'm like, why are you asking me what I bench? Why are you looking at me yeah. funny? And I was in Zara <laughs> the other day and I really got my back up with someone because he asked me all these stupid questions and I'm, oh, and then whoever I'm talking to when, when I'm, you know, I'm with and I'm like, well, you, you know you are bigger than me. Yeah. Which, yeah it's like, ah. Uh, yeah, that's, that's when it can get a little bit weird, I suppose. Like it, for me, when I went, I mean, we're going to the streets after being, we, we all got let out of lockdown and people were asking me about diet plans. I'm like, I'm off my trolley here, mate. I don't, I can't, what, do you, what are you? He's like, well, I work in an office and I'm just thinking what you think about nutrient time. And I'm thinking Mike Skinner is up there and you're asking. Flowbymore.com. Yeah, flowbymore.com, sign up and you'll answer the questions there. But I think I've, uh, and this is what kind of leads us on to d- d- how to deal with saying no, which is c- kind of an issue that you've struggled with recently. Yeah. And, uh, and, and about how we can potentially make it a little bit better for you because I've got good at saying I almost get off <laughs> saying no now I'm honestly the worst for it the worst for it and I just I find myself very anxious and very awkward and I'm like I'm just going to say yes so it stops like I'm like I don't know how it's feeling I'm just going to say yes so it stops because no is going to make me feel really awkward you know I had a girlfriend like you in the past and and, I, and I, she came back and told me that she gave her number out one night and I said why did you do that you got a girlfriend you got a boyfriend and she was like well it's just easier to give it out a real number or fake? No, a real number. Ooh, I don't know about that. I don't know about that either. And I was like, why didn't you give a fake one out? And he, well, he could have called me there and then. Yeah, that's true. Or they do the WhatsApp trick. Just say no. I have a boy. Look at the profile. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? But I like, I, do, you, do you get a lot of, it's my boyfriend's birthday. Can you do a happy birthday? So I'll get, it's my boy's birthday. It's my best friend's birthday. He's my he's your biggest fan. Can you like, whatever, send something. Can you sign something? Can you sign something, one of our? Yeah. And I'll, and I'll, you know what, sometimes I'll, I'll play it smart and I'll be like, yo, whatever you want, mm. add on to the basket and I'll send you that for free as well. Because it's yeah, like a nice yeah. little thing that, I don't, I don't need to switch out about publicly, but it works, works co- behind the of scenes. Of course. It is tricky, but I think you get to, a sp- I think you get to an area where you almost have to be, you know, you have to be a bit of a bastard just because you're, you're looking at that in terms of time for, for money, like the value. Like, you know, and, and I've been, I'm coming up to sort of 10 years in the industry now. Mm. And and when someone says, can you do this podcast? Or can you, I think I'd love to, but then like, that's an hour or that's two hours. And and I, so then I have to almost be an arsehole and, and look at their followers and go, right, well, I'm not really going to get much in return here. And I know that's, a, I think that's a really horrible thing, it, you know, but you're, you there's an element of like, 
business to it. Yeah. Do you know what well, I mean? There's you are you are a business at the end of the day. Yeah, totally. I think I think uh I think what you're saying is 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 totally right. Especially in that in that space. It is about what am I gonna get out of this or or mm. you know. Um I think it's I think what the the problem is is you'll see a lot of like business coaches saying that uh, everyone that speaks to you is a potential customer or something. That's in the back of my mind yeah. when I get asked a question. No matter how stupid it is, yeah. no matter how much I want to tell someone to literally get out of my, my mm. inbox, <laughs> I'm just like, could be a paying customer one day, though, yeah. so better be polite. So there's that kind of trade-off. Mm. And I don't know at what point you get to a point where you can just choose because I have a, a bit of a constant anxiety of no matter how things are going well, I could lose 20 clients tomorrow. Yeah, And that's a lot of income. So there's um, there's something to be said for that. But, but, but yeah, you, how do, you, you do. You get to a point like when that McGregor interview, when he was saying to him, "It seems like you're choosing what you want." He said, "I'm fucking choosing what I want. I've done, I've been in the game ten years. I've turned this amount of money for UFC. I'm I'm living in whatever the fuck I want life." So there needs to be that almost element of self confidence to go. You know what? Sorry, mate. You're not really going to do much for me. I'm like, nah. I'm well, like, especially when you've got a new <laughs> brand or a new product to it. Oh, yeah, you've got a lot of, of work to do. Right? Yeah, yeah, that's that's, that's how I feel. And I, I want I want people to I want to work with companies that are in line with me because mm. if you know it, you took you in kind of saying yes maybe not clients or, or like boyfriend messages for example if you start saying yes to companies you just become a walking advertisement yeah. you look at the love island lot that come off their it, their story is just fuck me there was a there was a there was a time whereby i think one guy had three different teeth whitening companies you think hold on mate, what one are you supposed to be buying from here mm. so so when you when you when you start to grow a following and start to, you have to then be sensible and go, you know what, firstly, do I like the product? Yeah. Does it fit in line with me and my audience? Yeah. Let's work together. If if you say no at those first two, then you can't just yeah. say yeah because you feel bad. There needs to be that element of like, I'm putting my foot down here. Yeah. I'll manage you if you want. Yeah, I need it. I'm I'm, I'm, I'll you. I need something. I'll we'll we'll can all manage each other. <laughs> Join inbox. Uh, I, the way I the way I derationalize myself and end up saying yes is because I go is it much off my back to just click add the story, or this yeah. is now this is a, a, a touchy one that I get, and you guys might relate I don't know, someone will go, I'm doing this charity run like mm -hmm. can you share this charity, and like I don't do it and I'm like well, why not do you just do it because you just share it and whatever yeah. gets not I feel because I like to pick and choose exactly what I represent like yeah, for example. Hundred percent. That's just like an, another example. That's quite hard to like. I feel yeah. bad for saying no. So like often, sometimes I might just do it if it's like a particular cause. But other times I'm like, uh, is it wrong for me to feel like I don't owe this person anything? So why should I do it? Mm. And I'm like, it kind of feels wrong a little bit sometimes. No, so like, so like that's why I'll be like, yeah, you know what? It's ten seconds out of my day. I'm just gonna wish this kid happy birthday. Fuck it. But then you just end up saying yes to every charity. But then I say yes to exactly. It's almost as soon like as you say yes to one. This floods in. Yeah, and it's always like you feel bad when I've I was getting some clothes the other day, and they said, "Do you want to donate this to that?" And I thought, if I say no, everyone in the queue is going to think I'm a right cunt. <laughs> and so, and I, I just said, a couple hundred. I said no, like, but I do do this and that. So just to make myself feel better, I was like, I do do a bit. <laughs> yeah, that's what about. I say. That's exactly how I say it. I think they're the easiest ones. If when you uh, at Tesco, it's like, do you want to round up? I'm like, yeah, that's fine. Do you? Yeah, yeah. It's normally like you're a good quick, guy, Joe. I think it's like. If that's the least I can do, I try and give a bit of charity or a bit of because donating is tax free, isn't it? So, nice. I, uh, oh, okay, there we go. there's the real reason. That's it. Bastard. Profit was good this year. I need to get that down. They do, <laughs> they, they do it on Domino's now as well at the bottom. Yeah, I just click no because the amount of Domino's I eat on a weekly basis, I'll be broke for <laughs> charity through charity donations. But yeah, 
Yeah, I think I just need to pick and choose those battles a little bit better. I Especially find... as you're getting busier, mate. Like, yeah, yeah that's like the numbers of messages like that are just only increasing. And also, you've got to take into consideration, you know, if, if someone's asking you to, to reshare something from a business standpoint, that, you've got so many thousand followers. They're going to get a load of business. You're going to get yeah. fuck all and they're going to cash in. Yeah. So you've also got to think, hold on a second, if I reshare your seminar or your whatever... No. You're going to gain probably a decent conversion from my lot because, uh, you know, thousands of pounds. Thousands of pounds. Thousands and of what pounds. am I getting out of it? No. Oh, cheers, mate. Yeah. I think, well, if let, let, let's fuck. If we're doing a business, then I'll share that and I'll, I want 10% of this yeah. and that. Give me a code. Do yeah, codes, code's always good. Code's if we believe good. in it, then, then I'll go for it. Of course. No, nah, I know that's the hard thing. I'm sure you'll get better. Just start hanging around with me more often. <laughs> So soon say no to everyone and everything. No message requests, just delete straight all of them. No. Any more questions you had on your on your phone, Joe? There was a. Are we saving it was a, episode two. Well, there was a final one for Josh, and I mean, we've kind of gone off rail a bit, but it was it was, it was just about because I think I had this thought process. I was going into my pro pro season was like, are you putting anything in place to deal with that continued increase in like traffic, audience, customers? Like, you must be sensing that next year hopefully will be even bigger in terms of like. Yeah, what's the, what's the plan to deal with that, right? Yeah, capitalize or yeah. So with like with the sides of my business, I mean, I don't need to worry about the sponsors. It's only going to go up with with people. Mm. Um, with coaching, I kind of have a natural cap that I kind of just fill. I don't really need to ask for clients. I just kind of I might lose a few, but I also gain a few that week. So it's kind of very natural. Um, so if that demand starts to increase, I mean, I will just keep my cap there and, and keep moving them to, to my second coach, who, whose cap will probably not be able to be filled, you know, because he could do the same as me. And then in terms of one of mine, that's where I've kind of started to pick things up a little bit. Like, if I want this to be a big thing, I need to start acting like it. I need, yeah. to, I need systems in place. Definitely. I need to be having, like, we've just acquired the warehouse. We've just acquired someone who works there for customer service. Obviously, you know, those processes that we're trying to put in place now is just to try and get ahead of that. Like, I want to be able to, I want that to be my, my thing, right? I want that to be my big brand and my, yeah. ma my main driver of income. Mm -hmm. And I can focus a lot more on bodybuilding because, you know, as you guys know, like coaching is it's demanding. Like it's very demanding, like time-wise, you know, even even kind of like emotional-wise, you've got to invest into people. You actually have to care to be able to be a good coach. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. So, you know, rather than just like churning out numbers and becoming this 10 fall off, 10 come on, just constantly churning people out. It's You've you got to emotionally invest in... I'm not saying I don't want to do that. I just know that that time, eventually, I would like to be towards, you know, may maybe the business, you know, and just more time focused on bodybuilding. As well. It has a life cycle, right? Exactly. Like being, I remember thinking that like one of the reasons that I I didn't do the sort of tra transition for so long to work for myself was like I don't know if I want to be a coach at 40 years old mm. or 50 years old, but yeah. eventually, what you know drove me to come over that was like, nah, come on, like believe in yourself a little bit, do this for five or ten years, and then. So hopefully something else will come along if you've got anything about you which obviously we we all hope we have but um you just start to stack things as you, you know, i think everyone everyone you know i remember listening to luke in a podcast talking about how online coaching really is just another nine to five like this whole excitement leaving one job to become a coach is you're not really you're, you're just changing your hours let's not you know you haven't left your job to become a you know some crazy crypto guy that's making 30 bag a day it's not like you're you're literally even one nine to five for another one so it's very important that time to start making other avenues you know i i think online coaching definitely has a shelf life yeah. for a lot of us you see it with almost anyone who does end up becoming a successful. Mm. like i think jp's just dropped all of his clients yeah doesn't coach anyone now because he said like it's too stressful yeah, yeah. i can see cal doing that cal is just galvanizing the game i can see yeah. him 
Boom, and then exactly. He's 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 coined himself as the the prep dude, right? So mm. his business model is to be the coach, but for a lot of other people, and not as good as Cal. So like, yeah, you know, you just like unless you're gonna get the drips and drabs. Yeah, it's just like yeah, you're gonna be a really good coach, but there's gonna be a lot of other things that are gonna open up for you if you're growing your profile right properly. Mm. Yeah, absolutely. I think I I think I've drawn a huge amount of inspiration from Cal in terms of like coaching. But even now, I'm like, how does he do it? Because I have a time every now where I need to just take a step back and like yeah. I've just taken all my clients off of Saturdays and Sundays, just so that I feel like I can get a couple of days. So to you like doing Saturday, Saturday and Sunday check-ins? No, I have it off. Yeah, so good. But so you now. were doing check-ins on a Saturday and Sunday. I had them on a. The only day I had off was a Saturday, and even on that day I had one. So I still just, work. And I think it's probably one of the best things I've done because mm. let's be honest, like not I don't, you know, there's not many people that work freely if you like. So um, it makes sense for me to work Monday to Friday, right? So yeah. yeah. I might as well. And I think that's one of the one of the better things I've done because I need a break. I still obviously answer inquiries. It's not you can't contact me at the weekend, but response size might be a bit slower or not if it's a show. That's the other thing as well. I was noticing that as I got more clients that competed, I might need a Sunday to go to a show. Yeah. So there's no point in me having check-ins and a show because I get home at eight o'clock anyway. Then yeah. I've got fucking twenty check-ins to do. So yeah, there's a lot of things I've done, but I think um, I think probably where Cal completely succeeds is because. I'm pretty sure he only focuses on coaching. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And yeah. if you if you focus 100% on something, then yeah. you're going to be good at it. Right? Whereas, well, it's like prep, isn't it? You look at, you look yeah. at business like prep and you see what happens. Exactly. Which is crazy. But it, uh, for me, I'm, I'm always like for clothing for you, man. I think your clothing thing, you think you can get your teeth into that. I hope so. Properly. I think it will be crazy. Those t-shirts are brilliant. Yeah, we'll give that a go. That would be a, that's like a longer term goal for me. I remember someone asked me a little while ago in a question time, like, why don't you start selling bands and d-handles and i was like why would i do that yeah i know it's yeah that is yeah <laughs> like, do you know what i mean what just a just a brightman one what's the fucking point yeah, in that? yeah yeah just become another carbon copy and, and, a, and a less successful one which is what everyone's proven that they're doing of <laughs> yours already which is i think why i, I find it galvanizes us two to almost support you more because i'm like nah fuck off you're not having a piece of that pie no that's why Josh i started it. it and he's the best at it that's so. why i say it. whenever i see anyone try and break into that field i go Bleh. <laughs> don't do it. Yeah. You don't. That's a, yeah, it's a no from me. There's a, there's a lot of copies out there. There's a lot of copies out there. In fact, there's one. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna say. I'll say on the on the podcast, but I'm not gonna say the name. We all know who we're talking about here when I talk about it. So I sent said person a pair of cuffs, like as a as a, yo, check these out. Let me know what you think. Enjoy them. Anything you ever need, let me know. A few months goes by. Oh, can I have a pair of these? Yeah, cool. No worries. So she has another pair of. Th- they have another pair. Oh, <laughs> they have another pair of these. Yeah. People are just going through Instagram now. Yeah. And, um, She's female. And uh, yeah, she carbon copied them. Sent them off to us. Literally sent them to us. Literally supplied, uh, changed them, changed, like literally put her, her name on them and that was it. Fuck, man. That's just a little bit dark, isn't it? Which I mean, is like, imitation uh, is a form of flattery, I suppose. When it's change a carbon, it a bit. When it's a carbon copy. <laughs> I remember getting, I remember one of my old clients came. I actually had it a couple of times whereby people who have paid for a month of coaching stopped just to use my sheets. Yeah. And I remember I said, send you a print screen. I was like, he's not even changed. I'd rather you just give, just ask, mate. Don't waste my time and your time spending how much for a month of coaching. Do you know, I just said, I've could, you sell your sheets, don't you? Yeah, I've started selling them. That's now. quite, I think it's a quite a nice, uh, a little bit of passive income, that the, the sheet selling. Yeah, that was good. That was like, I don't know, I think it was actually Louis, basically. I remember I spent obviously a lot of time with Louis and... <laughs> Dubai and then in America and um and he was literally like mate I'm no good at this sheet stuff can I just have yours I'll pay you and I was like yeah 100 quid 
And then I asked him a couple you months You charged by. Louis 100 quid for your sheet. A couple months went your by. Your friend. No, a couple months by. And I said, <laughs> and I said how much Christ, do you think? This guy. That's all right. That's all right. I would give you mine for free. Free, mate. Mine are fucking elite, mate. Are they? When you look at oh, I think, like, in terms of the amount of time it takes, like some online coaches have no Excel skill, right? So yeah, true. They, they would pay someone to do that. And I said to him, how much do you think they're worth? And he said, 750 quid. Don't tell me you're selling your <laughs> no, shit no, no. for 750. No, he, he was like, he's saving me that much money. And I was like, right, well, I'm just going to start marketing them. Half price, three, three, four, nine they sell for. I've sold about, I've sold them to about 20 coaches. Oh my God. So That's just blowing my mind. I might have to do that. No, you must have seen me doing it. I don't know why. You're I need, you need to show me these sheets because I, I I do a weight loss graph and think. Oh. Didn't, yeah, you, yeah. didn't you do a how to do your sheets on your website? Yeah, yeah that did really well. That yeah. was five ninety nine. Yeah, so you're fucking ripping us off. Five ninety nine times four thousand, mate. Yeah, true. <laughs> but no, it's um. I think that's that's a, that kind of goes back to what I said about um. That sort of like, oh, is this going to work out? But I think as you plow energy into something, and if mm. that is being your own. You know, you. I can't stop. I have to keep thinking about things. Yeah. And eventually, uh, doors will open. Like exactly. This ex you know, us, us three sat here is another example of that. Like we, this uh, immediately is going to make us no money. But we will. I just hope. I, one of my main reasons for doing this was I like spending time with you two. I like chatting with you two. And I'm damn sure there'll be some good ideas come out of this. Mm. Just of two hours together a week. So, I think that's there's something to be said in that. Just I'm still. I'm um, just trapped in this uh, sheet. Uh, Where do you get your experience? Is it from working in John Lewis? Yeah. 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 Is that why? I'm Everything was on. So, so Amy did all mine. Really? She did all of it. I miss Amy. Every single bit. Dropped a bollock here. Mm, yeah. Designed it all, all the algorithm, whatever the fucking stuff you put in it. It's like, it's like I remember when I, I first got my job, I went from uni and, and went to, to John Lewis and someone showed me a, like a VLOOKUP. My mum was blown. It took me a, a week to work out how to function a VLOOKUP. Yeah. And it's like, if you don't, yeah, exactly. What if you don't understand Sorry, this. what? So that's where you have basically like a reference sheet in the background. Right. So like a, for my uh, my exercise, my, my training plan, right? So what I've got is like a, on the left, you've got what the, what, what is the exercise? It's a drop down list. Right. So I choose from that list and then I select it. And then on the right pops up the tutorial video or the, okay, the word. Yeah. And it, um, it's, it looks simple, but actually if you don't know how to do it, it's quite, it's gonna, I'm gonna save you a lot of time by giving you my sheets. What I find a bit weird, and this is up to the, whoever buys them to do what they want with them, but a lot of them are now using the my video exercise like which I'm like, that's fine. <laughs> oh, yeah. probably just Have you just seen the videos go up? That's the good, views that's go good up. good for you though. Exactly, you're just you marketing. everywhere. Exactly, I'm like, you you're can use them. Are they on YouTube, your videos? Yeah, so it's a, it's a, you know, if you had the link, you could watch the videos. It's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. filmed it from I was thinking about making mine public. My private exercise like Mate, you just But you lose a little bit of, obviously use that as a selling point. Yeah. yeah. But. I'd keep them, I think the whole private exercise library thing is good, man. It's yeah. a good way to get them in, especially with the combined knowledge that we've had from coaches and, mm. you know, I think it's a good way in. That's a very interesting, I'm gonna have to look at those sheets. Take a look. We're gonna wrap up there. Hope everyone enjoyed the, uh, the first episode. We'll be back next week. I mean, this isn't going out for, for some time. Having to nail, na nail the kind of uh, logos and whatnot, but we will get to a position whereby once these start going out, we can get your feedback in terms of questions from from you guys on Instagram. We will open up our own Instagram, and uh, I mean we should we just go all in TikTok. Yeah, Tik TikTok's blowing now, isn't it? Yeah, that's one thing that we said to each other before we started. This was like, if we're gonna do this, do it properly. We're gonna do it properly. That's where we got said set up. That's why we want to do it properly. Give ourselves a few weeks to brand coin and mm -hmm. begin our content yeah amazing right make sure you wear your poppies next time boys what's going on yeah sorry about that my granddad yeah d-day first wave machine gun bullets <laughs> out of respect for him please i don't like to upset anyone mate
We live in a twenty-first oh. Nemanja Matic. If anyone turns off <laughs> this, if anyone turns off this YouTube video because we were in Poppy, we don't want him in our circle. <laughs> right. Thank you very much. Cheers, Great everyone. See you, boys. See you soon. Goodbye.